0: Tuesday night at 8 on Radio Free Brooklyn.
1: bottom race to the bottom. race to the bottom, race to the bottom, race to the bottom. race to the bottom. race to the bottom race to the bottom, race to the bottom, race to the bottom. race to the bottom. race to the bottom. race to the bottom, race to the bottom, race to the bottom
2: be completely open and say yes to everything, even if it's shocking and painful.
3: Chateau Latour.
0: Ah, yes, but no more 1966. Let's splurge. Bring us some fresh wine. The freshest you've got this year. No more of this old stuff. Oui, monsieur. He doesn't realize he's dealing with sophisticated people here.
4: Of the United States. I wish that his family or his administration or his staff would have an intervention for the good of the country. Again. 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 I pray for the president. Again. 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 This is starting now.
5: It's the same.
4: Again I, pray for the president of the- Again, I pray for the President of the United States. I wish that his family or his administration or his staff would have an intervention for the good of the country.
1: dial is in the perfect position and race to the bottom is on the air time to sit back and enjoy some refreshing winslow tea try it hot lukewarm or over ice have it with milk and sugar or a lemon wedge or oh natural
3: Mm -mm -mm.
1: now that's winslow tea a New York City tradition since 1872. Ask for it by name at the tea house or your local greengrocer, because that's how you know it's Winslow.
6: Oh, yeah. How about that intro? This is Sullivan Fortner doing his little reimagining of when I'm 64. Got so much to talk about today. My opening monologue is sponsored by Winslow Tea, and um, I'm drinking it now, let me... Mmm, that is good stuff. That's how you know it's Winslow. Thank you to Winslow T. This is Race to the Bottom. I am John Reed, your host for the next hour of um, music and culture and politics and phone calls. It's great to be talking to you after a long week. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Mmm. Nice. What did we hear from? We heard from an upcoming documentary about uh called Echo in the Canyon or Echo from the Canyon, I can't remember. We heard Jacob Dylan, he's the son of Bob Dylan and Fiona Apple doing The Beach Boys in my room. Uh, sounds great. That's the my favorite thing I've heard Jacob Dylan ever do except for Sixth Avenue heartache, and um, I always love Fiona. I guess that documentary, you know, the uh, what was it, Laurel Canyon? The music scene there in California—it's it's about the birth of a California sound, and all these people out there: Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Joni Mitchell. All those folks were out there, and then um, they say then the Eagles came and were total jerks. And kind of really killed the vibe. That's a big reason a lot of people really hate the Eagles, um, like the cab driver and Big Lebowski. Quick story about that. Uh, You know, that guy T-Bone Burnett, who ended up doing a lot of the music for Coen Brothers movies, The first one he was asked to do was Big Lebowski and he wasn't sure. He was watching the screener, you know, and it didn't have any of the music in there. And he got to the part where Lebowski is in the cab coming back from Jackie Treehorn's place in in La Jolla. And um, the Eagles come on. And he says, come on, man, can you turn the... Off the eagles. Not the eagles. And the cab driver throws him out of his car. It's good. It's a good scene. Um, and anyway, um, T-Bone Burnett uh, said he wasn't sure that he wanted to work on the movie until that. Because I guess he also had some animus towards the eagles um, and their behavior and uh, big-headedness and their sabotage. So anyway, that's what we heard first. We heard from... Um, that soundtrack in my room cover. Um, then I did like a little mix, kind of making my own turntable between my cell phone and my and this computer here. We heard from uh, I had that Run DMC song "Mary Mary Why You Bugging" in my head yesterday, so I thought I'd throw that on, and we heard from Cameo Candy. And again, that was Sullivan Fortner playing some, uh, some Beatles. And, uh, so let's do this show while memories are fresh and documents are still available. Oh, I keep forgetting. Speaking of memories are fresh, this is the third time I've played this on the show and I have not, uh, drawn any attention to it. We got Bernie Sanders to sing the Race to the Bottom theme. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Uh, let me, let me cue that up again. This, uh. He wanted to do it. He's been listening to the show. So uh, Amy and Jason gave him the instrumental. And uh, he did this for us. um, Thank you, Bernie. Check this out.
1: Race to the bottom. Race to the bottom. Race to the bottom. Race to the bottom. Race
7: to the bottom.
6: He says he listens to about uh, 1% of our show. So... I don't know. That would be a that would be less than a minute. But thank you for what I know you're a busy guy. So so yeah, while memories are fresh and documents are still available, we're doing this because this is a radio show of record. We're like the Mark Marin podcast WTF who who listened to Dave Letterman on there this week. It's like the blast from the past between David Letterman and Howard Stern doing their uh big media blitzes recently. Um And both of those dudes are complicated, and they're kind of doing like a victory lap. Um, But I have a bit of a soft spot for both of them in the fact that when I was growing up in Norfolk, Virginia, and I would watch TV and see both Howard Stern and David Letterman, there was something very New York about both of their shows. And um, I always had this big attraction to New York City which is evident by the fact that I moved here six years ago, finally. And um, so I kind of have this nostalgia when I hear from either of those guys, even though Howard Stern is is a very problematic guy. You know who's not problematic is our new intern, McCallaghan, uh, who's over here furiously uh, getting everything he needs ready. How are you doing, McCallahan? You You feeling comfortable yet? Yeah? Okay. Great. Um, more on the intern situation soon. Uh, the word of the day, cause I, I told you guys I was going to do, start this segment and I needed a drop for it. Bottom. He's still singing race to the bottom. I needed a drop for it. And here we go. Here's the word of the day. Come on, baby, tell me what's the word of? You like that? That's also cameo. I've been in a cameo mood. Check it. Come on, baby, tell me what's the, word, word the word of the day is discursive, uh, digressing from subject to subject. Uh, this this show's got some discursivity to it, but I hope we keep it all I- I- at least thematic in tone, if not in subject. Um, so let's see how discursive things get. Um, and in that spirit, I'm going to move on to my next sec- segment. Um, I talk a lot of trash on this radio program, but I, uh, and you're supposed to say a good therapist or, or like coach would tell, tell you to stop saying, but say, and I talk a lot of trash on this show and I also want to be positive and tell you what I'm excited about. That's why, um, we do recommended.
5: It's a recommendation. Recommendation. A recommendation. Recommendation. It's a recommendation.
6: Recommendation. So uh, recommended, brought to you by Hollerback Home Security, because I recommend that you say safe. Um, I'll, we'll play their spot in a little bit, but I want to get to my first recommendation, uh, which is my buddy Tom DeMena's radio show. Um, he, which is no longer on the air, mind you, but I'm pushing for him to get back on the air no matter what happens. And I want to play you, uh, this clip. So he's got, if you go on SoundCloud and, uh, type in Tom Domena, D I M E N N A, my buddy's got, um, a best of his radio show. And then he's got this three minute, uh, kind of demo. And, uh, this is great. Uh, so I wanted to recommend this to you. Whoa, that's uh, Bremer and McCoy. McCallahan. I could use a little help on the boards uh, when once you get the hang of things. Got a lot of irons in the fire, my friend. Okay, so here is Tom DeMena on his sh- uh, radio show. And this was originally broadcast on a radio station in Portland, Maine, where Tom lives, but he used to be my roommate in Brooklyn, New York City. Um, This is from his show, One Nutty Ride. Check this out.
0: It's a pretty song, Enough to Be On Your Way by James Taylor on the album Hourglass. I thought I'd play that because it reminds me of my (laughs) fragile teenage years. And uh, something very safe about that music, something very cheesy and <laughs> sterile. <laughs> there's some, you know, there's nothing cool about the uh, um, kind of sounds in the in, in the gentleness of that new age period. There's just there's nothing. There's nothing that you you're, you you want to like. Hey, check out this. Hey, pal, listen, get in my car and let's listen to this. <laughs> Come on. This is for you alone. This is in your dark chamber to retreat in the privacy of your own experience. Uh, Do you want to listen to this album? And I was interrupted. I want to share with you a story. uh, How I was interrupted (laughs) during my private time by my older brother, who (laughs) I was listening to the next song that we're going to listen to called Gaia, which is a very spiritual song. And I was listening to it in my room like a normal human being. And I was interrupted by my older brother who kept <laughs> kept kicking the door down at the chorus and throwing his arms up in the air in an overdramatic and silly way, singing along with the chorus, Gaia!
6: <laughs> so yeah, that's just a, a little taste of what Tom does. Super talented, funny guy. We'll get Tom on the show he's also a musician and he's working on an album we got to get him on the show one of these days um Tom if you're listening give us a call uh, but that is something that I recommend and I have another one uh another little thing that I want to recommend to you which uh first I need to play this it's a
5: recommend Recommendation. A recommendation. Recommendation. It's a recommendation.
6: Recommendation. Uh, there's this guy, his name's James Adomian, and I first got to know about him because he does this satire. He plays Bernie Sanders, and Anthony Atamanik does the best uh, omelet bar impression. On the face of the planet. And they do this debate, Bernie, uh, Trump versus Bernie. Um, And now uh, this impressionist and comedian has a show, sorry, uh, has a show called The Underculture, which is uh, a podcast. And it is hilarious. And this guy can do everybody uh, except Mark Maron. Mark Maron is not very good. Well, you know what is good? His uh, Chris Matthews. And I wanted to play you this little clip from his new podcast called Under Culture. This is James Adomian and another uh, comedian playing AOC. And I can't remember her name, but uh, check this out. Uh, this is recommended.
2: So we actually we have advanced copy of it for it because, I mean, I've got sleuths. I've got. People- Shoot. I've got moles inside the MSNBC organization. We shouldn't have it, but we do. The interview ahead of time. Before he has it, we've got it. Chris Matthews, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, A-O-C. Let's go. Roll tape. Because I don't
4: believe that women have agency of their own political. Frank, I, I am not quite understanding nearly anything of what you're doing. like a lot of Bernie bros. you're actually a woman. We have more
2: Alright, so this is Chris Matthews. You're a ms ms CMS so It's our weekend programming a podcast form. This is a show we call Softball with Chris Matthews. We talk about guests, we talk about politics, but sometimes we get it wrong. What's the difference in the weeknight show? You'll have to stay tuned to find out. As we look at the presidential race warming up 2020, Bernie versus anybody else that I preferably have, you start to wonder, what about some of these candidates that are too young to be candidates? They're out there, the national profile, but maybe they're big, but they're not big, but they're not big enough as far as years. It's actually about a presidential run. That brings me to my guest today. We're honored to have her, even though it's going to be a hostile interview and I'm going to try to trip her up with dishonest questions. My guest for this hour, she's a new congresswoman. She represents the Bronx. She's probably the the congresswoman at large that represents the millennial generation most. I welcome now, thank you for joining us, Alexandria Kasia cortez
4: Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much for having me here. Now, did I say that right, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? To be frank, I, I am not quite understanding nearly anything of what you're saying, so I believe that you are close. Well,
2: that's perfect. There'll be a U.N. translator. You'll get it about five seconds in if you're holding the earpiece up to your head. Just like United Nations. I'll say something, I'll sound like it's somebody from another country, and then you'll hear the translation.
4: Yeah, and and I'm really glad that you even brought up translation so early on in this interview, because I do believe that that is so important that that we are always being open to to everyone, to to every language. So that
2: sounds like a far left platform you've been criticized for this you've been criticized for being too far I, left I I, I I do not feel that
4: way i do not feel i am too far to the
2: left would you reorganize the american driving system from right lane ref left, left right and have everybody drive on the left
6: yeah so that's just a sample it's absurd and his boy i mean his chris matthews is uh and is bernie and he does like that guy sebastian gorka so that is extremely recommended. Um, as we continue our discursive opening monologue brought to you by Winslow T., I've got one more segment to do for you, and it's called Excusez-moi.
3: I'm going to teach you how to say excuse me in French. That means I am sorry. Excusez-moi. Excusez-moi. Pardon. Pardonnez-moi. Je suis désolé.
6: Yeah, so Excusez-moi is brought to you by NYC Pigeon People. We'll we'll hear from Craig in a second. Um, Because you should never have to apologize for loving a bird. Um, And my apology this week is for apologizing. Uh, Last week we had um, our intern Owen, who was, I have to say, the first completely adept, um, flawless intern we ever had. I felt like everything went great. Um, I was really excited to have a repeat intern because we have not had the best luck. You know, we've had uh, Gerald, Gerard, Blair, Millicent, Pasquale, Marcus, and then Owen. And I thought we'd have a repeat Owen. And everything went great. We said goodbye. Everything was cordial. And then he emailed me that he kept thinking all week about this segment, called the Excusez-moi segment, where I talked about my you know, lack of luck, unluck, uh, unfortunate, uh, lack of fortune, soldier of fortune, uh, with, uh, my interns. And he said he just didn't think like that he could come back, but he told me his buddy McCallahan thought actually the whole thing was funny and a a joke. He was trying to say, come on, Owen, you should go back. But, Nevertheless, he he did not persist it, but we've got McCallahan here, and he will be taking your calls, okay? And the phone number here is seven one eight nine two eight nine seven three two. Um and we're finally this opening monologue just keeps getting longer and longer. But you know what? It's fine. It's it's Saturday morning. I'm here to entertain. And uh we got this on lockdown. Um I usually, I, you know, in the history of the show, both here and in, in Asheville, when I did it on radio, what was it called? Asheville FM. You're, now you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you for doing so. Um, in the past, I would, I had a strict rule, you know, because we have all these shootings that happen and I never really talked about it, but um, I, you know, yesterday, I I grew up in Norfolk, Virginia beach area of Virginia. And yesterday there was uh, another one of these shootings and 12 people were killed. And, uh, you know, it's my town where I grew up and my parents are still there. And, uh, you know, obviously it's just, uh, just it sucks. And, uh, we got to do something about, uh, gun laws and, uh, figure this thing out it's just gonna happen and happen until we do um so with that in mind not to bring the mood down too much but um i wanted to play this harry belafonte tune which um i heard for the first time this week it's called my angel um and this goes out to everybody who's uh, been affected by the senseless gun laws in our country race to the bottom
3: Malaika, nakupenda penda malaika Malaika, naku penda malaika Inge kuwa maliwi Inge kuwa da da. mali sinu i In Guana, money, sinu, in a coo, a malaika. Nasimbana, money, sinu, in a malaika.
7: It's Saturday morning. You're sipping your coffee. I know, you're trying to relax. You don't want to think about burglary, Grand Theft Auto, Home Invasion, but around this great country of ours, right now, those things are happening. That's why I gotta tell you about the Hollowback Smart Home Security System, equipped with security cameras, video monitoring, and all manner of intelligent home solutions. Good, now I have your attention. Let's talk response time. We get that faster than a pizza. Installation? Done in an hour. Customer service? 24-7. Style and design? Sleek. Low profile. Connectivity? Failsafe. What about our features? Shut the garage door, turn up the heat, run the dishwasher off on your cell phone. Or if it really hits the fan, zap an intruder with a laser Deafen him with a sound blast, or try a patented kick to the groin. Rated number one by J.D. Power & Associates For a free whole home risk assessment Go to hollerbackhomesecurity.com. Alright, now back to the show Hi, I'm Craig I love pigeons Do you? Some people say we're crazy But pigeons are the best Don't you agree? I love to feed them To watch them fly To be surrounded by them Some people say that's disgusting I think those people are wrong. That's why I started NYC Pigeon People, a group of like-minded pigeon enthusiasts. We talk about the best pigeon feed, the best pigeon parks, the best or maybe the worst thing that someone's ever said when you say, hey, my name's Craig and I love to feed pigeons. So come on through to nycpigeonpeople.net and thanks to Race to the Bottom and Radio Free Brooklyn for, for letting me do this.
6: Man, those two guys sound really similar. Those I don't, I don't know if that's Craig. I don't know if that's Craig doing the uh pit, the the home security system or what's going on. I guess it's just a New York thing. But uh let's keep it rolling. Um we got some music, we got some Johnny's political checkup. Phone number is 718-928-9732. Let's do this.
1: Support for Race to the Bottom comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, the Hewing Marion Kaufman Foundation, the Melville Charitable Trust, the Moby Dick Charitable Trust, the Charitable Trust for People Who Have Read Moby Dick, the Charitable Trust for People Who Say They Have Read Moby Dick, the Carnegie Corporation of New York, the Carnegie Corporation of Alabama, the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation, the Alfred E. Newman Foundation. The Mad Magazine Foundation The Cracked Magazine Foundation The Annie E. Casey Foundation The EASY E Foundation The Geraldine R. Dodge Foundation The Ford Foundation The Chevy Foundation The Bob Seeger Foundation The Boss Skaggs Foundation The My Uncle Said My Music Sounds Like Boz Skaggs Foundation The Who is Boss Skaggs Foundation The Joyce Foundation The Noyce Foundation The People Who Say Nice Like Noyce Foundation Joan Crock The That's a Crock Foundation The National Endowment for the Arts The Stanley Foundation The Angela Foundation the oscar foundation the creed foundation the phyllis foundation aarp alaska airlines american society of clinical oncology american society of non-clinical oncology american society of partially clinical oncology charles schwab the Conico Phillips Company The Wilson Phillips Company First Look Studios Home Entertainment Blockbuster Video Miramax Films The National Association of Professional Organizers The National Association of Semi-Professional Disruptors The American Speech, Language, and Hearing Association The American SDFU Association Anheuser-Busch Companies Dow Chemical Company T. row Price Corn Row Price General Motors Corporation Specific Motors Corporation National Association of Realtors Johnson Controls And The Kerry Group Like to listen to RFB when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android, available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Also, please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at radiofreebrooklyn.org/newsletter. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at radiofreebrooklyn.org. donate Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please, support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org donate. Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to announce that we have launched an after-school program for teenagers to learn media literacy through media making using a hands-on approach guided by local professionals. If you'd be interested in participating or donating to this program, please go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash after-school. And remember, all donations are tax deductible.
8: Hi, this is Johnny from Johnny's Automotive. I'm here today to talk about cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is a digital asset designed to work just like cash or card. Cryptocurrencies use decentralized control, unlike a central bank. That adds up to a whole lot more folks checking to make sure things are legit. That's why I'm proud to announce That in addition to striving to go carbon neutral, Johnny's Automotive is now accepting crypto. That's right. Pay for your new muffler with Bitcoin, Litecoin, Monero, or NEO, or fork over the money for those new brakes or rotors with Ethereum, Zcash, Dash, or Ripple. We even accept Potcoin, PandaCoin, and InsaneCoin. Just another reason to make it on down to the corner of Crisco Road and Popular Creek. Johnny's, we do it right and check it. That's Johnny's way. See
3: you soon. I know you're ready for some
6: Oh yeah, you know what that sound means. We got RJ Miller back. Providing our backdrop for this exciting political checkup. Because you know, with a name. A last name like Reed, I know how to read a good deal. And that's why I go to Johnny's Automotive where they do the job right and check it. That's Johnny's way. Well, we never thought it would happen, but Mr. uh, Silent Mr. Strongjaw has spoken. He spoke. Where the heck? Oh, yeah. For more on this, it's time for.
5: What
3: in
6: the
5: crap? What in the crap?
6: So, first and foremost, you know, Robert Mueller finally talked. I didn't think he was allowed to, or would, or could, but he talked. And I gotta say I mean he he looks cool, but straight up that guy sounds like a major wimp. His voice was not what I was expecting not very cool but you know he's a by the book guy this this is a guy he basically said he intimated a lot of people think that uh that omelette bar did Break the law with obstruction, but he can't. There's no way he could have uh, recommended any prosecution. That was not his job, and he's a you know not my job by the book kind of guy. There's a a report that came out recently that he's so by the book that he has never had breakfast for dinner. Robert Mueller is so by the book. That he has never ended a sentence with a preposition in his life, but you know it's it's weird, and that's kind of what I'm going to get into, is this idea of like being by the book. Uh, like, do you go by the book when you're uh, fighting somebody who's who's crazy? It's it's like, uh, you know, I forgot who said it, but like, if, it, if you're going to fight somebody who who's like takes out a knife and stabs himself first. And then it's like, let's do this. That's basically what Mr. Uh, Orange Hair is like. You ever heard somebody talk about how the guy has orange hair? When I was little, I I thought that was the name. When somebody was a redhead, I would say, oh, that girl has orange hair, which makes sense. I mean, it is more orange than it is the color red, unless I'm Daltonico, which means colorblind. So I thought it was weird that people said that they had red hair or somebody had red hair. I was like, no, that's orange hair. Anyway, um, our president is going postal once again, getting a bunch of... He he loves to do his press conferences or, or talk to the press with the helicopter behind him. That's his big move. So he can scream and it doesn't seem completely unhinged for it because he has to scream under uh, over the uh, the blade the chopper blades but what I wanted to get to was uh, this Robert you know this actor Robert De Niro he wrote this letter to uh, in the New York Times to Robert Mueller I'd like to read and kind of parse some of this letter he said Dear Mr. Mueller it probably hasn't escaped your attention, in my mind, nothing escapes your attention, that I play a version of you on Saturday Night Live. As Robert Mueller, and that's in quotes, my character is intimidating because he is so honest and upright. I do it for comic effect, that's the intention anyway. But there's also a lot of truth to it. To put it another way, it's good-natured fun, but not entirely good-natured. There's a level of satire directed at the current administration. To be fair, not everyone appreciates the humor. And then uh, De Niro goes on to tell Robert Mueller about how Omelette Bar doesn't like SNL. Uh, You know, he tweets about how bad it is. But to be honest, who does like SNL anymore, right? (laughs) Who doesn't tweet about how bad SNL is these days? It's not just Omelet Bar. Except except uh, Keenan Thompson. That guy's a comic genius and everybody loves him. But it's not the best time for SNL, I would say. Um, anyway, he goes on. As I prepared for my role on the show, I got to know you a lot better. I read about your lifetime devotion to public service and your respect for the rule of law. I watched how you presided over the special counsel's office apparently without leaks. And you never wavered, even in the face of regular vicious attacks from the president and his surrogates. While I and so many Americans have admired your quiet, confident, dignified response in ignoring that assault, it allowed the administration to use its own voice to control the narrative. And those voices are so loud and so persistent that they beat every reasonable person into submission. The loudest, most persistent voice belongs to the president himself. And under most circumstances, he would, we would want to believe our president. And then he goes on to talk more about why President Omelette Bar sucks. Um, and then he says this. Say what you will about the president, and I have. When it comes to that lying, exaggerating, bullying thing, no one can touch him. He has set up a world where it seems as if those disapproving of him can effectively challenge him only by becoming just like him, bringing down the level of the entire playing field. And that uh, paragraph made me think of this article that was written uh, last week by uh, Masha Gessen in The New Yorker. And the article was called How Nancy Pelosi's Tactics Affirm the Trumpian Style of Politics. And uh, I played earlier in in the show my, um, how I pulled this, uh, the quote of her saying, uh, you know, how the president, what did she say exactly? What was it?
4: Again, I pray for the president of the United States. I wish that his family or his administration or his staff would have an intervention for the good of the country.
6: So I kind of loved when she said that, but. And I'll get to why I love that after I say this uh so I'll read this from this paragraph from Masha Gessen. She says, Pelosi's tactics, apparently, de- apparently designed to expose omelet bars on fitness, affirm the omelet barian style of politics. Cruel, vulgar, and value-free, Pelosi has become omelet bar's personal troll, She played the part during the State of the Union address when she applauded Trump in the way one might applaud a lying, cheating, attention-hogging teenager, arm straight, head cocked her entire being, projecting insincerity. That's a good description. She played the part after she taunted the the president following his tantrum, suggesting he suffered from a lack of confidence, and again on Thursday with her intervention comments. Most of the mainstream media have followed with horse race-style coverage, calling each step of the feud for Pelosi. In a world where trolling is politics, Pelosi is winning. Politico praises her for being so good at a infuriating omelet bar. CNN delights in omelet bars taking Nancy Pelosi's bait. The omelet barification of American politics is being perpetrated by part bipartisan consensus. Pelosi and apparently a majority of Democrats in Washington seem to think this is preferable to an attempt at an impeachment which is likely to be thwarted by Senate Republicans. Failure, in other words, is unacceptable, but this, the flagrant dysfunction, the trivialization of all that used to be politics, the spectacle of daily national shame, is acceptable. That's what she's saying, Pelosi thinks. And then, um, guessing concludes by saying omelet bar will be gone someday but the, pod, polis, but the possibilities that omelet bar and ism uh, has created will remain and so I get what, what I think Masha Gessen is really smart and um, I get what she's saying but I also think that this dude has like waltzed around since he came down that uh, escalate. It was an escalator, right? It wasn't an elevator. Esca- yeah. Since he came down the, the escalator, this guy just waltzes around. Yeah. And he, but he, and he has dominated the narrative. And, uh, you know, so you got a bunch of, I, I guess what guessing is saying is that the only real way to go is to impeach the guy, try to impeach him. But is that really the way to go? It seems like no one has effectively. Um, you know rendered that he he's like a buzzsaw. So I get that, you know, maybe it it is kind of a shame that Pelosi needs to do this, but what what else uh you know, what else do we have? Uh so then I'll go back to, to De Niro. And here, Mr. Mueller, is where you come in. So uh I obviously Robert De Niro Thinks he knows uh, what other weapon we have in the arsenal, and it's the uh, the Mueller man, right? And here, Mr. Mueller is where you come in, where you need to come in. In your news conference, you said your investigation's work speaks for itself. It doesn't. It may speak for itself to lawyers and lawmakers who have the patience and obligation to read through the more than four hundred pages of carefully chosen words and nuanced conclusions. With all due respect, as good as a read it is, as it is, you're no Stephen King. Wow. um, Dis, that's shade. He's nagging him. Um, and then he goes on to talk about what the report does and does not say. And he says, I understand why you'd want to do, uh, do it away from the public glare. But the country needs to hear your voice, your actual voice. Well, his actual voice, as we've talked, is not, uh, you know. Not all peaches and cream. He sounds like he's like somebody stole his lawnmower, like chasing him down the street or something. Um, and not just because you don't want them to think that your actual voice sounds like Robert De Niro reading from cue cards. <laughs> and then at the end he says, and if in fact you have nothing further to say about the investigation, For your public testimony, you could just read from the report in response to questions from members of Congress. Your life has been a shining example of bravery and selflessly doing things for the good of the country. And I urge you to leave your comfort zone and do that again. You are the voice of the Mueller report. Let the country hear that voice with great respect, Robert De Niro. And then he says... uh, he lets everybody know that
3: I was wrong and I apologize. Ladies and gentlemen
7: we got him.
6: So that's our what in the crap and now it's time for support for not that. Shut up. Now it's time for
8: who do you want to win and who
6: gonna win. Well, the 2020 presidential race is really frothing up. Brought to you by Room uh for Cream, this is who do you want to win and who's gonna win. They focus on the cream so you don't have to. Uh so who do you want to win, who's gonna win if you don't mind me asking? Um we skipped this segment last week. Um I still need a 2-hour show. And we we don't have much time for it today. But um Anyway, the primary season seemed to just drag along this week, giving us all a sense of just how long this thing is going to be. And I um I've been talking to my mom about about this whole thing. And uh she's been reading Michelle Obama. You know Michelle Obama. She has this book called Becoming. My mom's been reading it and she uh, texted me, been reading, uh, you know, becoming, you are not going to get another Obama from this group. I hate to say it. Um, and she thinks that, you know, she she might be on the side of things. I've been kind of harsh to, to Biden. You know Biden, right? Honest to goodness, I tell you, folks, I'm going to be honest, and I might get in trouble for saying this. You know how he likes to talk like that? We might be trapped with Biden. That's what I think that's what it's going to feel like. If we go down this Biden road, and I don't you know, it's almost like I don't want to say this and jinx it. It's like we'll end up going into the election and having to I'll have to pretend I didn't trash Biden. But who, you know. It's not like anybody listens to this show anyway. But so I'm just going to speak out. Right, um so it's just this thing of you know we gotta just do the electability thing, Biden might be our best shot, but this guy Biden, he's been like uh doing like a i forgot what the like a limited uh visibility campaign or something this uh, his his people have realized that for some reason we uh, everybody has this idealized notion of Joe Biden because they haven't seen him for a while, and they think of him as Uncle Joe and the vice president. They don't, they don't remember the whole man, the gaff guy, the guy who lost every time he ever ran, which uh, that wasn't in uh, a credit card-sponsored election. Um, but, you know, I might be wrong. Uh, I, was just, I just saw, you know, on Facebook, it says, like, what you did on that day, However many years ago, eight years ago, like today, I said, this is a quote, feeling like Tim Pawlenty will be the Republican nominee, and I think he will be a formidable opponent for Obama. So I might be extremely wrong about this. Um, But anyway, that has been who do you want to win and who's going to win. Thank you to NYC pigeon people. You've been listening to Race to the Bottom. I've been your host, John Reed, and it's, uh, it's six minutes to the hour. And we've got Crime Talk BK with Joanna Perpich coming up. And I'd like to thank all of our sponsors, uh, especially um, uh, Room for Cream, who I forgot to play their spot. So I'm going to play that and I'm going to play a song um, as I head out of here. I got to, my, my buddy Matt Smith plays in Amy Ray's band, uh, Amy Ray's uh, one half of the Indigo Girls, and her solo stuff is really great, and we got to, my wife and some friends got to go see him play with Amy Ray, and also a band called the Honeycutters at Le Poisson Rouge this past weekend, and I remembered how much I loved this uh, Amy Ray's version of Dire Straits, Romeo and Juliet. So we'll hear from room, uh, from room for Cream and then from Romeo and Juliet by the Indigo Girls. We've got a, uh, the Radio Free Brooklyn four-year anniversary party that you should come to. Um, I will talk more about that coming up next week. But until then, I'm John Reed, uh, RIP Steve Jobs.
4: Does this sound familiar?
8: Can I get a large coffee? Yeah, do you want room for cream?
4: This is Bethany from A Room for Cream, where we focus on the cream so you don't have to. Yeah, we've got 1%, 2%, half and half, and whole and whole. But we also have soy milk, almond milk, cashew milk, coconut milk, rice milk, oat milk, and flax milk. But it keeps on coming. We also can lighten your coffee with milk from other animals, like goat's milk. Camel's milk, buffalo milk, yak milk, horse milk, donkey milk, sheep's milk, reindeer milk, and giraffe milk. Come and see us in the city on the Upper East Side and Chelsea, or our Brooklyn locations in Brooklyn Heights and Crown Heights, or stop by our new locations in Queens, in Forest Hills, and Astoria. That's why they call us a room for cream. See you at the shop.
5: serenade now he's laying everybody low he's got a love song that he made he finds a convenient street light and he steps out of the shade and he says something like you and me babe. how about it juliet says hey it's romeo he nearly gave me a heart attack yeah well He's underneath my window now. She's singing, hey, la, my boyfriend's back. You shouldn't come around here singing up to people. When you're gonna realize It's just that the time was wrong Julie we both come up on different streets And they were both the streets of shame You know, they're both dirty, both mean Yes, and even the dreams were the same. I dreamed your dream for you, and and now your dream is real. So tell me, honey, how can you look at me as if I was just another one of your deals? Now you can fall for chains of silver, and you can fall for chains of gold. You know, you, you fall for pretty strangers, and the promises and thin and now you just turn away and say romeo i think i used to have a scene with him oh Juliet, when we made love you used to cry you said i love you like the stars above gonna love you till i die there's a place for us ha. i know you know this song